Welcome to You Thought Sports, 46th weekly edition of the podcast. Here are some things we've learned since the last episode. Aaron Rodgers is officially not a game manager at BART. <laughs> Mississippi State is officially not an SEC contender at Lucas. The New York Jets are on a crash course for the number one overall pick at Aiden. And the Texans finally listened to Wyatt and fired Bill O'Brien at one. Hey. I'm Jared, yeah. and I'm joined by the cast that I just mentioned, Lucas, Aiden, Bart, and Wyatt. If you enjoy the show, there are three things you can do to help us grow and make better content. One, subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or SoundCloud. Two, like and comment on our YouTube videos. And three, follow us on Twitter at YouThoughtSport. There's so much going on right now. Uh, the NBA Finals are going on as we speak, Game 4. Raise your hand if you think it'll be Lakers in 5, by the way. Hi there. Lakers in six. I, I think six. Yeah, I think that might be can squeak out it. Maybe that's just because I like the Heat and I want them to be in six. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, know. nobody, nobody yeah. likes the Heat more than I do. I'm still just gonna <laughs> that's pick them. True. That's true. Pick Lakers yeah. in five. Yeah. yeah. We will see. That that, t- that take might be outdated by the time this episode comes out. Anyway, <laughs> we actually aren't discussing any NBA though. Uh, call, we're discussing college football coaches on the hot seat. Quarterback comparisons that include obligatory Dak Prescott talk versus Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield versus Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins versus Cam Newton, and a whole lot more. We'll discuss NFL contenders and pretenders, and let's start, though, with college football in the Big 12. Both of the Big 12 marquee programs, Texas and Oklahoma, lost this week. Oklahoma State is still undefeated and theoretically in the hunt, but Aiden, is it fair to say the Big 12 is already out of the college football playoff? Kind of, yeah. Like, as you mentioned, Oklahoma State seems like the, the one remaining option. But it's pretty wild that the Big 12 has one remaining undefeated team after three weeks and only two conference games. So, like, yeah. actual tough games only after two tough games. Um, the SEC has four undefeated teams. The ACC has five undefeated teams. Yeah, I mean, like, Notre Dame hasn't been playing any games. And I feel like other teams haven't either. But, you know, the, the Big Ten also has 10 undefeated teams. That's impressive for the Big <laughs> Ten. Very, yeah, good for the Big Ten. Uh, but anyway, oh, they have 12, right? Don't they, don't they have, like, some weird number, like I think 14? Have 16, I think they have 14 or something. <laughs> yeah. Do they really? The and they didn't yeah, rename it, themselves? I just assumed absolutely it was not. 10. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's some but ridiculous like, number yeah, at this point. It's 14. The thing is, Fortnite. like, does Rutgers count as a team? I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's still pretty big. Maryland. Exactly. Not worth a number. They're like 0. .2 maybe. Um, but anyway, it, it's hard to imagine a Big 12 champion coming out as undefeated for sure or coming out with one loss. Uh, I mean, Oklahoma mm-hmm. State has games in the in the next, I believe, four or five weeks. They have games against Texas, Iowa State, and Oklahoma. Um, and yeah. In terms of name brand, as you mentioned, Jared, like the, the marquee teams are Texas and Oklahoma. And they both almost definitely seem like they're out of it. I mean, Texas is so lucky to not be one and two at the moment. Yeah. They like there was it was a miracle that they didn't lose to Texas Tech. Uh so it, it really does seem faded at the moment, um, that the Big Twelve won't make it, which, you know, maybe opens up a spot for the Pac twelve more likely opens up a, a second spot for the SEC, but, you know. Like, yeah. Or the ACC. Yeah, or the ACC. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, if, the, if the Clemson-ND game is split. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. But it definitely does not bode well so far for the, for the Big 12, what's, yeah, what's transpired. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not, uh, I'm not 
giving up on Oklahoma State so quickly. Oh. I, yeah, I, I mean, obviously the Oklahoma game is probably going to be the season ruiner, but I think against Texas and against Iowa State, I would be totally confident picking them. Wow. Yeah, I think, I think the, I agree. Yeah, thank you. I think, what? like, it's, they've looked quite good this year. The other two teams have not. I mean, even Oklahoma mm-hmm. has looked suspect, right? But, bro. I, they, they barely they, beat Tulsa. Yeah, they beat Tulsa by like it was sixteen to seven. Like usually when you're playing a team like that, you that's one of those like you know like Tulsa's not awful, yeah, but, but they're I mean, still like a team that you beat one time, you know, <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, yeah. but like it's yeah, still but, a team that you generally beat. That uh, yeah, but then they rebounded. I mean, they obliterated Kansas, so it's like maybe it was did. just like an early uh, season thing. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, like you're saying, though, the, the whole conference is kind of weak, right? So it's like, well, mm-hmm. I think I think they they will be able to capitalize, but I don't know. Lucas, sorry. Oh no, no, no problem. I um I agree. Like I think they have to go undefeated. Like I don't think there's any way like a one loss mm-hmm. Big Twelve champion gets in this year. But uh, the Big Twelve or Oklahoma State schedule going forward doesn't look that daunting either. Like Texas has not looked good. Iowa State, mm-hmm. who's getting. Like, all this hype from, like, people on game day and stuff have also not looked good. Oklahoma have not looked good. Like, I just don't think it's, like, that daunting of a schedule. Like, do I think if Oklahoma State made it into the playoff with that week? uh, Like, I don't think they're going to win a tiebreaker over anyone who's also undefeated. But if, like, there's enough chaos around them and they end up undefeated, I can see them sneaking in. But... Mm. I don't think it's likely either, necessarily. Like, I think they'll probably drop one of those games along the way. But, like, if they run the table, I think they're fine. I'd also like to double down on my take from a couple weeks ago <laughs> that Oklahoma <laughs> is the most consistently overrated team in college football. Yeah. That when they don't have a Heisman-caliber quarterback, they've, like, plucked <laughs> from another team. Like, they just are bad. Or not bad, but, like, their defense issues show through as well. And mm. so I think, I think Oklahoma State, honestly, will probably win the Oklahoma game. I'll say that. I think they might wow. slip up to one of the Texas or Iowa State, but I think they'll beat Oklahoma. I'm willing to book it that no Big 12 team will be in the college football playoff. <laughs> Oklahoma State will not beat Texas or <laughs> Oklahoma. I'm not going to book that, but I don't think they'll beat both of them. And then they'll have to face them again, probably one of those te- teams yeah. in the Big 12 championship game. There, there's no way I see them going undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm booking that but, the Big 12 is out. Yeah. Personally. One one thing that surprises me a little about your take, Lucas, is that you don't think that a undefeated Big 12 team would automatically get a spot. Like you don't think that if Oklahoma State, without a doubt, was in, that they'd get a spot. I think they would. Um, I don't know. I but, think I think maybe if like if you have an undefeated AC, if it's like all five Power Five champions go undefeated, which won't happen. Yeah. I don't think Oklahoma State is the one that gets it. I think Oklahoma State mm. is the one that gets left. I think that's Jared, right. But I, I, but I think that if they if they do run the table, like I think they'll be fine. I just don't think they'll run the table. Jared, Jared and I had said it. I think a couple of weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago or something like that, about how just clout plays a factor. Yeah. Into the decision and Absolutely. the Big Twelve and especially Oklahoma State have zero clout when it comes to. You know, being favored in in a college football playoff appearance. Yeah. Well, you could say that with the Pac-12 though. Like if Colorado like just runs the table in the Pac-12, people are gonna be like, what? But if it's if it's USC, then they'd be like, oh, or Oregon, yeah. they'll be like, okay, yeah, That's Pac-12. Well, right. The Oregon's good. That's fair. But yeah. but Big 12 and the Pac-12 have two teams maybe that would get that, and then everybody else, regardless, yeah. they're not getting in. Yeah. Well, I think the SEC and Big Ten winners like definitely in. Absolutely. ACC winners in and possibly. Notre Dame and Clemson are both in. I think they have a really good shot. If Notre Dame won won the ACC, but lost to Clemson in the regular season, they would both get in. I think. I think so. I agree. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think the reverse would be true. 
agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree, I agree as well. As well. <laughs> yeah, because Clemson has the clout, just like why I was saying. Yeah, yeah like what I was saying, like they, they're like the the national champions from a few years ago. Like that's like considered, I think, like a more marquee program than yeah. Notre Dame is at this point. Like, mm-hmm. and it is just about clout at some point, and who can get the better numbers. Right. Yeah. I mean, and we're talking about conference, like conference strength. The Big Twelve was like four and three against non-conference opponents in their first week. Like, like a bunch of teams, like Kansas it lost. Was, it was yeah, rough. They were yeah. rough. Did they lose like Sun Belt teams? Like they yeah. were like yeah. two against the Sun Belt. Yeah, completely random team. So the Big Twelve just, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I think they're out. But yeah, yeah. Let's see. Moving on. There's been huge losses for two top level coaches that we're going to get into, both in Texas. Uh, so some coaches may be on the chopping block. It's not Lincoln Riley. Uh, his job is safe, by the way. Don't even start any of that talk. Uh, but let's go to the big, t- the other Big Twelve team. Lucas, I ask you, or I, 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 I present this. Texas is back to losing football games. Should Texas move on from Tom Herman? And when will we know that Texas is back? Um, I don't know. I feel kind of torn on this one. Part of me thinks there's like a much deeper seated issue in the Texas football program than mm. just Tom Herman being the coach. They haven't really been serious contenders for a national championship in 15 years, which is crazy to say. Like. Vince Young had that crazy season 15 years ago at this point. Hmm. Um, And no matter how many coaches have sort of come in and out since that point, they don't seem to be making any improvements. Like, every year, like, we get the, like, Texas is back. Like, I remember in 2016 when they beat Notre Dame, (laughs) we ended up going 4-8 and that year. It was like, Texas is back. (laughs) But it never really pans out. They can never really, I think... They, they just can't climb back to the mountaintop, you know? And they haven't even really gotten close. It's, like, mm-hmm. not even, like, they're, like, just missing out. They're not getting close. So I don't think firing Hermwood would necessarily solve all of their problems. There's some deep issues there that clearly need to be addressed that I don't even know exactly what they are. But I do think it would probably be a start to fire Herman at this point. Like, he's clearly very much been an underwhelming coach in Texas. He had one good season in 2018 where they went 10-4 and four and won the Sugar Bowl. But even ten and four winning the Sugar Bowl is like not that <laughs> no. great a year, you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, but other, uh, but other than that, um, he hasn't done much of anything. Because those that are seasons were seven and six and eight and five. There might be the potential for a few like good seasons here and there, but his first few years here sort of remind me. I feel like of Brian Kelly at Notre Dame, where it's like <laughs> they they kind of for the most part waddle to some inconsistent like eight and five seasons. There's like the potential for mm. greatness there. Um, like in that's Notre not fair to Brian Kelly, I don't think. But no, no, I think I think <laughs> since since 2015, I think 2011 to 2015 Brian Kelly or to 2014 Brian Kelly is very different than 2015 on Brian Kelly. But that's but it reminds gotcha. me of Brian Kelly's first few years. Um, I don't know, and I think it probably he won't climb to that level either. So, I mean, if they're content with maybe like occasionally competing for a Big Twelve title and that's it, I think they no, they're keep not. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, but in, but yeah. they're not. So mm-hmm. I think they should probably move on. When's yeah. Texas back? When they make the playoff. I think that's <laughs> the, the sole measure of like Texas actually being yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And as you mentioned, Lucas, like it's it's pretty well, like that ten and four season that you you know mentioned with the Sugar Bowl. Like that was their best season since 2010. They haven't had <laughs> less than four losses since 2010. And wow. this is like, and, and yeah, I feel like they're like, I thought the Tom Herman uh, hire at the time was fine. Like I, I thought it made mm-hmm. sense. I thought the Charlie Strong hire at the time made sense. It, it feels yeah. like a little bit cursed at this point, given, <laughs> given a team that like, again, that's, that's not that many coaches, but given a team that has, that is the top football program, or at least historically so in a state that has the top recruiting class generally of yeah. any state, like it 
like it's pretty wild that they haven't been at least you know like you know top 10 in in some of these years but they really haven't been super close to even playoff contention at any point yeah i agree i think it's huge that like they're they're in the football state like texas is a football state and you in the big 12 you should not be losing multiple conference games you can lose one to oklahoma other than that texas should be mopping the floor with everyone else so i will say tom herman's underperformed i i think but Especially when you think of Sam Ellinger, Ellinger is probably going to be drafted in the NFL and could be a solid QB. He's he's at least a good prospect. And in the TCU game this week, they were penalized so much, and penalties are a direct reflection on coaching, in my opinion, how how well you prepared them. He didn't prepare them well for that game, and he's one in three against TCU, I think now. So (laughs) they have flashes of brilliance, but just no no longevity and. He may be, Herman might be like a Mark Jackson type of coach where, where he like, he builds, he kind of builds some momentum for a program for someone else to take him to the promised land. Kind of, you know, kind of Moses, I guess, in a way. <laughs> Actually that, uh, that I want to say something on that. I seem like he's, he's doing the opposite to me. So one thing mm-hmm. I, I found out was that, uh, 2018, they had the third mm-hmm. best recruiting class, according to this is 247 sports. Mm-hmm. The next year they had the third again, then they had the eighth best. And then this year they had the 15th best. So it seems to me like he's consistently actually just getting them worse and worse because people are realizing that he's a bad coach and Texas is just continually underperforming. So I think for sure he's got to go because if like if Texas lets him stay around much longer, I feel like they will like really lose some of that just like that general yeah. name appeal. And yeah. that's yeah. that's really valuable like you were saying in Texas with so many good prospects. Yeah. I mean that's I think they're only, Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, it's it's just so stunning given that like yeah, Texas is like over the past twenty years or so, and in general has been the the strongest class for recruits, like high school recruits. And the mm-hmm. fact that they're not like it's not even like an Alabama situation where you have to compete with Auburn. Like they are pretty clearly the strongest program in Texas. Like there's yeah. Texas A and M, there's <clears throat> Baylor, there like there's Texas Tech. There are other like good programs, but they're clearly historically the premier program. So right. that's pretty stunning. And then to your point, actually, Bart, that, that was a pretty good point because Urban Meyer also brought up uh, that you don't really see many Texas players drafted in the NFL. They had mm-hmm. first year, after Tom Herman's first year, they had four players, 2019, two players, and then this latest draft, they had three players, where in contrast, LSU had 14 players, right? Or Alabama usually has like nine or something like that. Like, They've had none in the first round since Tom Herman's been there. So Urban Meyer said that means players are not being developed well very there. Like they're not developing the talent they are getting. Because I didn't know that they had the top three recruiting classes this couple of years, so yeah. Yeah. But in terms of in terms of practically firing him though, his his buyout is pretty crazy. It's five million for each remaining year he has, which is three years. So I don't know. You look at the Charlie Weiss deal for Notre Dame. Like mm-hmm. they they stopped paying him like two years ago at this point, and like <laughs> Brian Kelly is like objectively a much better coach. Yeah. Than uh, Charlie Weiss was, so I think it's fine. No, I think like. Matt Patricia might be a better comparison for Tom Herman at this point and that like he took a team that was decent and up and coming and just like kind of crushed it a little bit. Well, they were decent and up and coming before they got here. Before they got him, they weren't really that good. I don't think he's tanked them. I don't think he's tanked them. But I I, I don't... Yeah, but maybe I will concede that he hasn't done as well as I feel like he's done. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think that they get more talk... In recent years, like, I think, like, in the last five years versus the previous five years, but I think that there's, like, almost, like, 
it's like just like group think that like oh like texas is back like right. tom herman's the coach like it's like we're gonna rank him in the top 10 every year so every year yeah. you see texas play a few games being in the top 10 and so like i think that image like sticks in my mind but i'm like at the end of the year they're never there like they're almost mm-hmm. never there except for whatever it was 2018 which was again like a pretty underwhelming season at that point yeah so the interesting thing is they always lose like really early too i was looking at this yeah. i was gonna mm. say they're back when they can manage to win the first four games of their season I know. Them, they can't <laughs> yeah. even do that I so know. it seems like maybe yeah. they need a coach who like helps his players not buy into the hype a little bit and keeps them like more focused yeah. early on because mm. i mean they usually don't even like uh one year they lost to lsu <clears throat> Uh, right. who was ranked like sixth or something, but then they went on to lose four more games that season, so it doesn't even really matter. But the other games, it seems like they really have trouble just losing to even like average teams. Like It was yeah. Maryland two years in a row, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, wow. in, both in yeah. the season opener as well. So, yeah. yeah, I think a new coach would also help with just keeping people uh, or players like in, in perspective. Yeah, mm. yeah. Though, though this is a coronavirus year, so that, that has to be. I, so, yeah, I was going to mention that somewhere, but... Yeah, I was going to try uh, to put that in. Well, uh, speaking of one, coaches Wait, wait, one, text, thing, I want, oh, one okay. thing I do want to throw in real quick. What about... This is... I think this potentially could happen. Urban Meyer for to Texas. I think Texas no, is one of three no, college... absolutely not. Texas is one of three college programs I think Urban Meyer would go to. Oh, I could see that. Wait, who are your other two, Jared? I think Notre Dame. Are they obvious? Notre Dame, Texas, and USC. Yeah. I think those three. Yeah. That's obvious, Wyatt? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's I, obvious. Notre Dame, he, Texas, you, USC. Are you joking? <laughs> like, or are you being serious right now? I can't tell. Me? Yeah. No, it's obvious. That's who I, that's who I would have thought he would have gone to. Especially USC. <laughs> USC he's was already, number one on my list as far as guys. He's already so, decimated like, the SEC and Big Ten. So he just has the Pac-12. <laughs> Pac-12... Big 12 and ACC left. ACC, like, I probably want you, he probably want to go to with Clemson, right? And there's not really a big program there that needs a coach. Texas and SC, though, super open. And then SC if Brian Kelly, sure. like, goes to the NFL or something, hasn't Urban Meyer said Notre Dame was his dream job? Hasn't yeah, he, he was that? an assistant coach there oh, before. Okay. So I those are my three that. programs that I think yeah, he, I would, didn't, I didn't know he that would take. I think you're yeah, right, though, about, yeah, about Texas. Yeah. I think that could you didn't You didn't think out. so, though, Lucas? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think he's like past it at this point. I don't know. No, but why? I mean, he was kind of pushed out it. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that like maybe it's like at this point, like I just hear the Urban Meyer to Texas thing, and I feel like I've been hurt hearing the Urban Meyer to Texas thing like every year. Oh yeah. And it's never <laughs> happened. You um, Urban I, Meyer to any program, like literally every year. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we need Urban. So Meyer. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't be shocked if it happened, but I just like I don't see it happening. Do you think Urban Meyer is going to coach again, Lucas? Probably not. Really? That's my, that's my gut instinct. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I think cool. Ohio State was a good way to get out of town. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> speaking of underwhelming coaches in Texas, Jared, <laughs> when does Jimbo Fisher need to start winning big games against SEC heavyweights at Texas A&M? Honestly, I think this year. I, I, I can cut him some slack because of the pandemic year, but to be fair, they did have a bunch of consistency. The same quarterbacks returning. They had 16 returning starters. And, I'll, I mean, I'll say this as well, that Texas A&M's schedule in Jimbo's first two years did not do him any favors. He plays in the SEC West, first off. He had to play Clemson in each of his first two seasons. Like, I don't know why they scheduled that. I mean, I guess they did that, like, 10 years ago, but still. <laughs> did not do him any favors. But, like, last season, Texas A&M lost to every ranked team they faced in the regular season. You need to, you need to be winning, like, two or three of those, I think, at Texas A&M. When they pay you $75 million fully guaranteed... They gave him they gave him an undated national championship plaque. So I mean the expectations are very clear there. 
Um, so I, Actually, I think quick correction. They what won against it? number twenty-five Oklahoma State at the end of the season. <laughs> well, that was that, was like, <laughs> that wasn't the regular season though. That's why I stipulated that the regular. Oh, season. oh, oh sorry, <laughs> I didn't hear that. Anyway, apologies. This year, uh, I mean, so the the rest of their games are winnable. Florida, Mississippi State, Tennessee, LSU, and Auburn. They honestly, they should. I think they should win all of those, really? especially Florida and Florida? Tennessee. No, no, especially I don't Florida think so. and Tennessee because then. Then your argument that oh I play in the SEC West doesn't hold up because you're losing to the East teams as well, so those are those are like I think must wins. So I'm not saying the, he's gonna get fired, but he's underperformed if he doesn't win those games. Excuse me. Do you think there's like a minimum, of, uh, a minimum number of a minimum number of wins that he could fail to reach that would get him fired right now or this season? I don't know. He's his 75 million is like fully guaranteed, so it's a sunk cost at this point. But I, I don't know. The problem with all these like coaching situations is who else is there, kind of thing. I, yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Like you could even argue that like overall, like Kevin Sumlin might have had like a more impressive time at Texas A and M. Like when the, yeah. at least when they had Johnny Manziel, played yeah. very well. Like they were like competing. They were beating Alabama, yeah. and I don't know. This move always seemed weird to me as well. Like it mm-hmm. almost seems kind of like a downgrade. Like he was competing for national championships every single year at Florida State. And I guess maybe he wanted yeah. a new challenge, like being in the SEC. But, <laughs> like, they haven't been good. Like, I mean, 8-5 yeah. and four, five and 9-4 and four aren't bad, but it's, like, yeah. it seems like a downgrade. And, I mean, yeah. whatever. $75 million yeah. is a convincing amount of money yeah. for anyone. <laughs> yeah, I think, that though, that the year that um, Jimbo Fisher left uh, Florida State, like, Florida State went, like, seven and five or like eight yeah, they were or something downhill. like he left uh-huh. right before the the bowl game i believe or before the conference mm-hmm. like championship or any of that stuff um but like they were they were kind of down um and something that i don't think i totally realized because i remember the glory days of you know johnny Menzel and you know, <laughs> that is that a&m has never been particularly relevant besides that i mean that's yeah. since 2000 that's like 2012 when uh johnny Menzel won the heisman is the only year where they have less than four losses like they haven't been ever really a championship contender. And they were mm-hmm. somewhat in in that year, um, but they I mean they obviously didn't make it to the end. Um, so I I do agree that Jimbo Fisher needs to start winning big games because if you're paid seventy five million, you need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact is, I don't know if Texas A and M is enough of a established heavyweight to even be in that conversation. And and some like Clemson, for example, made themselves a heavyweight. Mm-hmm. despite never being so in history uh but clearly jimbo fisher hasn't you know done enough to to change them into you know a team that's perpetually in the discussion at least yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. go ahead lucas i was just gonna say well texas a&m does claim national championships in 1919 1929 <laughs> so are they not recognized though by the NCAA? no no they, they've claimed three national championships like 80 years ago but none of them are like yeah. recognized i also claim those championships <laughs> my favorite but, thing about that and then we can return is how alabama claims a national championship in a year they went like seven and four <laughs> like they like put it on all their stuff as like an international champion anyway the nerve ahead. yeah <laughs> That's another thing, kind of returning to what you were talking about, Aiden, in terms of being a traditional heavyweight, and then what you were talking about with the Texas thing earlier, mm. is I think leaving the Big 12 really like just hurt them so much, because you can't prove that you're the best team in Texas because you don't play Texas anymore, because you're not mm. in the Big 12. And I think that winning your state, especially Texas, matters a lot to say, I, we're the best program in Texas, right? I, that's, I think so. Yeah. 
crickets. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. I, th- I think that's fair. I think, like, I'm not sure if it matters as much in terms of the in-state thing, but I'm surprised that Texas A&M left for the SEC. Yeah. Like, they, they would have a much better time, I feel like, in the Big 12. Yeah. Like, the, the SEC is a little above their weight, I think, and, and has been since the beginning. When did they leave for... I believe 2012. I, 2012 was their first season. Like, that Johnny Manziel season, that was their first year. Yeah, yeah. In the SEC, that's, so... Yeah, that's, that's just kind of interesting for, for a team that, like, I could <clears throat> understand it if they had, like, constantly won the Big 12 or something or felt like they were too big for it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that was the case. So, no, they, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, next year is going to be Jimbo's fourth year. He's going to have all his guys, like all his recruits by that point. You should, next year, he should really be like starting to win games. If not, then it was, it would be a disappointment. Anyway, uh, we love our perpetual Jim Harbaugh versus Ohio State talk. Uh, Wyatt, how many more times can Jim Harbaugh lose to your beloved Ohio State before he's fired? As a, as a Buckeye, Buckeye fan, I hope it's forever. (laughs) Uh, I, would, <laughs> I would not be against them uh, keeping Jim Harbaugh around. And I feel like he's in a position right now where he will honestly, I don't want to say never get fired because obviously if they just go into the bin, they'll get rid of him. But he, it feels like he'll have to mutually part ways with Michigan for him to be mm. um, to, to leave the program. I think he's going to be around for a while. I think that Michigan, I don't know. I think that if you honestly believe Michigan's going to win a national championship, you are mistaken. I think if they... <laughs> Um, if they're competing for a Big Ten championship or they're winning double-digit games every once in a while, I think that that might be enough for Michigan fans. Yeah, I agree with White on this one. I think Harbaugh is like the perfect fit for the Michigan job, and I think he meshes so and, well with like. And he went there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, like a homegrown body. He, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he just like that's his place, and like they are better now than they were five or six years ago like they're consistently a top 15 team and like mm. with him they might never beat ohio state but i don't know like i would take that over like the years in like 2011 with like brady hoke or whatever when they're going like <laughs> six and six every year like i think right. i think harbaugh represents enough of a significant improvement where they're like 10 and 3 11 and 2 most years they probably won't beat ohio state but they have a chance at the big 10 like i think that consistent ability to compete even if you're not reaching like the mountaintop for with a guy like harbaugh who is so like entwined with the culture there like i don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon but lucas how long are you willing to settle for that i guess i'll call it mediocrity because you always talk about with notre dame they should they should consider their season a failure if they're not competing for the national championship right i feel like michigan's in that same echelon don't you think yes to some degree but i also think that like, I think that, but I think Michigan people are okay with Harbaugh being their coach if they're consistently 10-2 and two for at least the next four or five years. After that, like, get back to me. But I think you, you give them at least four or five more years. Also, I think now that Notre Dame is at a conference, I might have changed my tune on that. I kind of was like, wow, it would be really nice to win a conference championship this year. <laughs> Even if um, you don't win the national championship. But that aside, okay. um, yeah, I just think he's, like, such a good fit with that program that I don't think he's going anywhere unless there's, like, a complete and total collapse. Yeah, hmm. yeah Lucas, we're, we're excited for your character development. Thank you. <laughs> I had a different approach. He's under contract for two more seasons, and I think if you don't beat Ohio State in either of those two seasons, you should move on. Interesting. I think you let, the, let it run the duration of the contract, and if he hasn't beat Ohio State, I think it's... That's like that's a huge job requirement, I think, for Michigan. Uh-huh. 
I feel like that's a huge job to beat Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. Michigan. They why? Done since why? Michigan leads the overall series. Yeah, Jared, by like six, <laughs> by like six games. First of all, yeah. and they and, and it goes try, back into the, like the 1800s. Lead back to Ohio it goes State. way back. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's like 1897 is like the first time they played together. I'm not gonna count that any. That still of those matters. Games. No, that still Ohio matters. State's Come on that eight game winning streak. No, they're nobody. They're not Michigan. Regardless of who they get, they are not beating Ohio State. Oh and same wind. way what you said earlier. I, for how long? I mean, wait, the same way. <laughs> huh? Forever. For the rest of my life, I will die not seeing Michigan. <laughs> Beat Ohio oh State. But who else? But who else is there? Whew. No, who that's the question. Like the group of five, a lot of group of five coaches like Scott Frost, Mike Norvell, Tom Herman, have had trouble moving to the Power Five. So I don't, I don't know even I don't know who like the next guy would be. I feel like it'd have to be like an assistant or someone like that. Like Ryan Day has been pretty good at Ohio State after Urban Meyer. Lincoln Ryan yeah. has been good after yeah. Stoops. I feel like the guys that like are the best at moving to positions are guys who are like assistants on those teams yeah. and know the culture and can kind mm-hmm. of just like offer some sort of continuity. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, Lincoln Riley and Ryan, Ryan Day have probably adopted better groups of people. Oh yeah, they yeah, got handed the key yeah. I mean, to Ferrari yeah. Yeah. Than, than anybody from Michigan would. So yeah, yeah no green. Urban Meyer. All right, Urban yeah, Urban Meyer. <laughs> Urban Meyer. No, now Urban Meyer would not go back to the Big Ten. No way, unless it was let, a, let alone Michigan. Yeah, that, what yeah. a betrayal <laughs> that would be. Oh, that would be Jeez. wild. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, we are reviving the cash or trash segment after a long hiatus. Um, we just finished the fourth week of the NFL season, and we should be getting pretty good ideas of whether teams are legit Super Bowl contenders or complete pretenders. We can also <laughs> discuss if they're playoff contenders or pretenders. Uh, I'll start with it is DEFCON 1 in Jerry's world right now, according to many people. Uh, cash or trash this game that the Dallas Cowboys are contenders. I'm actually going to cash it. Oh, no. No. I know that's I know it's a bit of a stunning development, uh, but I, I'm in fact gonna catch this, and I know why it's gonna tear me apart for this. But but I, my I hope reason so. my reason is that when you get to the playoffs in the NFL, like I think it's fairly like you you have a shot to some extent. They don't, and the, and the NFC East is so damn terrible like it's just so bad like and the cowboys have all six games left against you know their their division opponents Mm -hmm. so i I would not be surprised in the nfc nfc east in the first place if a seven and nine division winner gets you know gets the division um and i think the cowboys will be at least seven and nine um and whether that makes them an actual contender i'm not sure but with that said like the, the Cowboys have played pretty much everyone close this year, and their mm. losses are to, to fairly good teams. Uh, I'm the, the Browns one, I'm a little less sure on. Like, they, you know, like they definitely seem to come on late in too many games. Um, but I do think they have a shot just based on the fact that they've played good teams close and their division is so bad that I, I would be a little surprised at this point if they're not the NFC East team to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Lucas. Uh, the, the one, Eagles. the one, the two, and one shot. first place yeah. Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that tie. Oh, it's so disgusting to say a record that has a tie in it. Yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, um, <laughs> why? I'm scared to ask. Uh, yeah. Why? Yeah. 
And will, will they make the playoffs? Yeah, probably. They play in the weakest division in all of football. Uh, should they make the playoffs? No. In fact, they should probably be winless so far this year after an abysmal fourth quarter or collapse, sure. second half collapse by the Falcons. No. Uh, as far as real contenders and by contenders in a Super Bowl context, trash. So trash. <laughs> there is no way. They never were contenders. They never will be contenders. The Cowboys are the same team. They're destined to be 8-8 eight and eight every single year. I have no idea what Mike McCarthy was talking about when he said he spent all this time in the offseason studying his analytics and reviving the way he looks at football because he's the same guy he's been who was falling asleep in meetings in Green Bay. They are terrible. The play calling is terrible. They don't feed Zeke as much as they should. Their defense is absolutely abysmal. Jerry Jones, I mean, is he a fun guy? Yeah. Can he build a team? No. The entire time that he's been the GM or the owner of the team, he, he can't get it done. They, they they can't. I mean, he's. I think he won really early on in his yeah. GM-ship, um, but he also adopted a really good team. I mean – if as if the if the Eagles keep tying games, they might not even win. <laughs> but I, I mean, they're so bad. Zero so zero bad. and sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want yeah, I want the Eagles to like win one more so they're at five hundred and then like make it over a team that's like seven and nine, be like two two and twelve or something like that. Uh, I have a, I'm glad you brought up Jerry and and Mike McCarthy Wyatt because I have a follow up question for Aiden Wyatt. Are you cashing or trashing the theory that Jerry Jones won't hire a big-name coach because he doesn't want the coach to take credit away from him? That theory has been floated around in on like big media outlets. But you don't think Mike McCarthy is a big-name coach? No, a lot of people don't. A no, coach. he is. He technically is, but he's vulnerable. And I think that the thing <laughs> with Jason Garrett and uh, with Mike McCarthy is that he can push him around. Jerry Jones isn't going to be able to push around um, Andy Reid. Or obviously, like yeah. Bill Belichick, you know, they're they're not guys that he can hire. Obviously, they're not yeah. available. But mm-hmm. Mike, I mean, Mike McCarthy hasn't been coaching football, and he was an absolute joke in Green Bay, or he was made to be a joke in Green Bay. And of course, well, Jason did, Garrett was like he his did win son. a Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did. But he won one Super Bowl with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So yeah. let's not give him too much credit. Uh, but Jason Garrett, but Jason Garrett was like his son, and obviously, you can like poke, you can pick on him and do whatever you want with Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett wasn't going to say no to Jerry Jones. Yeah. And I don't think Mike McCarthy is going to say no to Jerry Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Aiden, what do you think? Yeah. I don't know. I, again, I think that Mike McCarthy wasn't a, a like a, you know, low key hire. I think that was a hire that was like, shoot, we're going to hire someone who's won a Super Bowl, who's proven that they can do something. Well, and nobody else was going to hire Mike McCarthy. Yeah, just yeah. I don't think that's true. I, <laughs> yeah, I think I there are probably plenty of suitors for Mike McCarthy, and I'm not saying that's warranted. I, I definitely guy. agree that Aaron Rodgers, like, like when you have, like, Aaron Rodgers was at the time definitely the best quarterback in the league. Like mm-hmm. that, that helps matters a lot. But uh, like, whether it's warranted or not, the coach is going to get some credit for it. And so I think people were going after Mike McCarthy. So I don't think he was a low-key hire, whether he deserved to be in that conversation or not. I mean, name someone who's a, like currently available who would be a, a bigger name hire. Like, there are probably a couple names. but like, Lincoln Riley. That's what everybody was saying. I guess. I don't know if they even approached but, him or not, or if he just turned it down. Yeah. I think yeah. Lincoln Riley turned it down is yeah. what I heard. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. Lincoln Riley wants to win in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lucas, you had something true. you wanted to say? Oh, it was 
not super relevant. It was just in my notes when I was like looking at this. I didn't know Jerry Jones was a very good football player in his life. He was like the champion, or he was the captain of Arkansas's football team when they won a national championship in the sixties. I know Jerry he knows football. football. <laughs> I, yeah. uh, That's anyway, funny. Or, I did not realize that either. Yeah, respect <laughs> him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All I'm saying is the Cowboys need to be on TV every week. I don't care who the local market is. I want to watch Dallas play because they're always in crazy games. I know, um, the, like literally all of their <laughs> games so far have been, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been crazy. I know. Okay, let's switch over to the team that Dallas played, the Cleveland Browns. Lucas, are the Cleveland Browns, uh, cash or trash, that, that the Cleveland Browns are contenders? I'm going to very slightly and very cautiously cash this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I, like, no. They have not beat good teams at this point, really. The Bengals, Washington, the Cowboys aren't, like, you know, top on teams, but mm-hmm. it's been hard for the Browns to actually win games like in their entire history. So I think it's <laughs> a good sign of like some sort of change within the franchise that they're actually winning games and like beating people like the Cowboys, even if like the Cowboys are a talented team, like they're not put together. Well, it's like a mess of an organization, but they're talented and they're beating teams with talent. Mm-hmm. Baker has looked honestly pretty good and air free. He has only two picks this season, which is a pretty welcome change. And they're running back <laughs> by committee of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and Dernis Johnson. They're also putting up numbers as well. So like, they're not the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Like, I'm not gonna say that, especially after that opening week smackdown by the Ravens. But I think they're probably gonna make the playoffs. I'll book it that the Browns will make the playoffs. Oh, and like okay. Aiden, has, and like Aiden has said, like if you get into the playoffs. Anything Lucas, can happen. I'm going to push you a step further in your bucket. Do you think they'll win the division? Okay. No, I still think... Yeah, no, no way. I still think the Ravens <laughs> will win that division. Yeah. I, I think they'll be either... I think they'll go like 9-7 and seven or 10-6 and six probably. Yeah. Split the games against their division, do pretty well outside of it. And I think yeah. sneak in at like 9-7, or 10-6. Yeah. Probably losing yeah. the first or second round. But yeah. I like again, like anything can happen once you go into the playoffs. And I think... You know, there's a chance when you make it, you're in. So I'll give them a very slight cash on them being contenders this year. Mm-hmm. Aiden, what do you think? Yeah, I realize this is somewhat hypocritical since I just said that the Cowboys were contenders and the Browns just beat the Cowboys. <laughs> it's not too but, late to go back. Uh, I know, I know. I'm, I'm never going back, never. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm saying pretenders. <laughs> oh. I, I'm not. I'm not sold yet. Um, and as Lucas mentioned, can you say I mean, trash? I think it's, can we please yeah. just stick to the script here? I, I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I am on record as saying trash, <laughs> and I, I think it's to do with their division. To be honest, um, I think that they have obviously have a much tougher conference than the Cowboys. They've got to contend with the Ravens, who, as Lucas alluded to, absolutely destroyed them week one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Steelers, who they, they haven't played yet. Um, and, like, honestly, like, the Bengals, the worst team um, in their division, I think would be at least second in the NFC East, if that's some compilation <laughs> for the Browns. Um, but, but yeah, I just don't think the Browns either have been super um, convincing in their wins. I mean, they, they eked out a win against the Bengals. Like, the Cowboys, when it really seemed like the Cowboys were destined to win that game um, <laughs> at the during the, you know, second half of the first, fourth quarter or so. Um, and their win against the Washington football team is, was a little more convincing, <laughs> but we all know the quality of that team. Um, but so, yeah, I, I'm not convinced yet. I wouldn't be shocked if, as Lucas mentioned, like 
I would be shocked if they're nine and seven and made the playoffs. Like, mm. um, especially if Odell shows up the way he did on Sunday, um, which he really hasn't been showing up that way for the past, you know, what two years he's been on the team. Um, but I'm not sold at the moment. I think they're pretenders. Gotcha. If they played as well as they did last or on Sunday, yeah. I think that they could. They're contenders. Yeah. The question Kevin is, well, Stefanski I, seems like I a good like, hire. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's crazy what that team can like that talented of a team can do when their coach is an an idiot. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Bart, I'll start with you. Cash or trash that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are contenders. I have to I have to cash it. I don't want to, but I will. <laughs> uh, like, I'm not sold on them. I mean, they won against the, the Saints, but the Saints are 2-2. Two and two. Uh, I'm sorry, they lost. They lost, yeah. Even, even though the Saints are 2-2. Two and two. And then I think they won games that they should have won, right, against the Panthers, the Broncos, and the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. even the game against the Chargers, like, they won by a score. The Chargers aren't really, like, an elite team, right? I feel like it shouldn't have even been that close. So I'm not quite sold on them. I feel like I, I would take the Seahawks for the Packers over them coming out of the NFC for sure. But at the same time, the one thing that the Bucks do have is a much better defense, it seems. Like the Seahawks oh, yeah. defense especially is just absolutely porous this season. Just mm-hmm. awful. And R- Russ is just keeping them in games. Yeah. Um, so, like, if it came down to a playoff game, I could see Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady's been having a pretty decent season, right? So I could see him maybe, you know, showing out in, in a playoff game as he's uh, wants to do. And, and leading the Bucks over a team with the worst defense, but I still don't think... Like, I'm cashing because I think it happened, but they wouldn't be my favorite coming out of the NFC. I'll say that. Um, okay. Lucas, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to, like, begrudgingly cash this one as well. Lucas, <laughs> uh, uh, Like, if you're a you know, long-time listener, first-time caller, you might know that I strongly <laughs> pick against them being good, but... I kind of they feel kind of similar to the Browns for me, and that they have the potential to be a, like a playoff team at the minimum, and I think they'll probably do that. Um, like the Browns, they don't also really have any wins over great teams either. The Panthers and the Broncos are not good. The Chargers have the potential to be good, but I think are like not quite there yet. And they've only lost to like kind of Arthur, like the only decent team they played in the Saints. But Tom Brady, like, honestly looks great. I thought, like, when he left that system. Like, I'm like, when he leaves New England and he's 40-plus, like, there's no way he keeps it up. But I think this has solidified him in my mind as, like, one of the greatest of all time. He had five touchdowns in the last game to five different receivers. So, barring some huge collapse, I think they probably make the playoffs. And, like, I don't want to, I don't want to have to say this, but I think that the Buccaneers are pretty solid contenders at this point. <laughs> Yeah. As Bart alluded to, they've allowed the fourth fewest yards per game and second fewest rushing yards per game. So their defense is solid. Uh, last one, Wyatt, cash or trash that the New Orleans Saints are contenders? This is a piggy banks, a kid's piggy banks worth of cash, I would say. They're, they're <laughs> contenders in the sense that they have a chance to win a Super Bowl. No, um, come on. I'm not. No, I, I, I don't. Look, I said, I think I said it a couple weeks ago that, that they're going to be a letdown. And that I would not bet the house on them to to win it. They'll make the playoffs probably. Um, mm-hmm. They will be getting Michael Thomas back at some point, and of course mm-hmm. they still have Kamara yeah. as one of their offensive weapons. Drew Brees, Sean Payton, so they have some studs on the defensive side. I'm not going to completely bet against them all the way and say that like this year is toast. Mm-hmm. So it's super small on the amount of cash that I'm going to give it. <laughs> it, it. If they didn't, I would not be surprised. Trying to hedge your bets right there. I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to play the fence um, as much as possible right 
Bart, what do you think? <sighs> Honestly, <laughs> like I feel like they and the Bucks are quite similar in that it's like kind of a coin flip, and I want to say no, but I will cash it. But I do feel like the Saints maybe. Like I'm tempted to only trash it for the for the sole reason that the Saints seem like they're more talented than uh, than a two and two record right now. I mm-hmm. feel like they're underperforming. I feel like maybe Breeze is taking a step back. Their defense has definitely been surprisingly mad this year, and like I know I know like like White said they lost Michael Thomas, um, but like even with Kamara like playing out of his mind so far, uh, they're still only two and two. I mean like, who do they they lost against? Uh, the Raiders, who I know mm-hmm. are like decent this year, but it's like still, yeah. and then they barely beat the Lions, who are probably not going to be a contender. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I would say I need to see them go. Did you say we don't know that? Yeah, we don't know about the Lions yet, just yet. Uh, <laughs> I don't, what? I don't, I don't know. We know. Anyway, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna cash it, but like I would like to see them go four zero in their next four games. Three of them are super winnable. One's against the Bucks, which we've seen them do it already. If they mm-hmm. can do that, then I'll be much more confident in that pick. Also. All right. Good point. All right. In a season where we have seen unprecedented levels of scoring, it is time to start drawing lines in the sand about quarterbacks. There's so many interesting quarterback comparisons, but everyone only focuses on Brady Breeze or Russell Lamar. So uh, I think the top four or five QBs are like pretty set in stone, pretty clear right now. But we're going to focus on some other quarterback comparisons that don't get as many headlines. So the question I'm going to give you is who is the better QB right now? You can interpret that however you want. Uh, Wyatt, I'm going to start with you. It's a Dak Prescott themed, of course. Dis or Dak is what I'm calling it. Um, so, Wyatt, let's go. First one, Dak Prescott versus Deshaun Watson. Uh, this is the easy one. Watson was my dark horse MVP, which doesn't look like a great pick, but since firing Bill O'Brien, they might finally unleash uh, Deshaun Watson in, in Texas. Uh, I think he has... He's a top six quarterback with the potential to be a top three quarterback. So Deshaun Watson on that one. Okay. Uh, Dak Prescott versus Matt Ryan. I love Matt Ryan. And I think that he's a top arm talent like Matthew Stafford. Uh, he has an MVP and a Super Bowl appearance underneath his belt. He's not entirely blameless for his Super Bowl collapse. Uh, but Dan Quinn is pretty much like the head honcho when it comes to fourth quarter collapses in Atlanta. So I'm going to pick Matt Ryan. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Dak Prescott versus Tom Brady. Jared, you know what? I'm going to take Dak Prescott over this one. <laughs> I, I think that this is, this is hard because they're both coming off really good weeks. Um, I know but Tom has a tendency to throw pick sixes, and I think that he's shown his age several times this year. Um, so I think mm. that in the same way that I wonder what Jameis Winston would look like in New Orleans and that, that Saints offense right now, I would wonder what Dak Prescott would look like in Tampa Bay with those weapons as well. Mm-hmm. I agree on the opposite way as well, uh, what Brady would look like with the Cowboys. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, well, next one, Dak Prescott versus Jared Goff. Um, they almost feel like the same person uh, because I think <laughs> that on any given Sunday, Goff can come out and play like his his stature is the number one overall pick, but um, his floor is just as bland and boring as Prescott. But I think Prescott is a little bit more dynamic of a player than Goff is. He can just do more on his with his legs. So I would take Dak Prescott again, two Dak Prescott picks in a row. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Last one, the tiebreaker. Dak Prescott versus Derek Carr. I can't let it end in a tie uh, going – or I can't let it end going Dak's way, so I'm going to go with Derek <laughs> oh Carr. Uh, I'm actually a really big Derek Carr guy. I think that he can win an MVP at some point in his future. Uh, he's super smart. He's accurate. 
he can win some football games. I think that the Raiders' biggest problem is that they have they don't have the same weapons on the outside. They really tried with Antonio Brown. Henry Ruggs has been banged up this year. Uh, Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs are really good offensive pieces for him, but even that, like da- uh, Carr has eight touchdowns, zero interceptions, and Dak has nine touchdowns and three interceptions. So you can't trust Dak. <laughs> oh my gosh! But he also has three rushing touchdowns. Why I'm looking at I'm looking at your report card right now. I'm grading you. You got one of those right. Okay, uh, Dak. I'll take Dak over to Sean. More touchdowns and fewer interceptions yeah, last no season. No I'll take Dak over Matt Ryan. You can't tell me Matt Ryan doesn't have help when he has Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. I'd and Dak that. was just Dak was just better last year. Um, I would Matt actually Ryan's take, an MVP. I would actually, but no. But I'm talking right now. I'm talking right now. I would take Dak over Matt Ryan. I uh, I, I would actually take Tom Brady over Dak right now. I, I think you're just seeing this year what Brady can do with like a, an actual like competent offense. So I would take Tom Brady. You were right about Dak Prescott over Jared Goff, but again, wrong about Dak over Derek Carr. So yeah, you got one out of those, one oh, out of five right. So that's an F. Anyway. <laughs> Wyatt transition. <laughs> Smooth transition. You, I hate it. <laughs> just right. say the word and he does it. <laughs> All right, Aiden, we're going to pick apart your team and your quarterback, Sam Darnold. Um, what is there to pick apart? I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's hard to find flaws in the Jets season this year, but I think we'll, we'll give it our best shot. So we're going to go between Sam Darnold and Gardner Minshew. Um, I'm, I'm going to cater to Jared on this one and say Gardner. Uh, <gasps> Gardner, as Jared has said time and time again, Gardner's a game manager. Um, he obviously doesn't have the upside that, you know, our, our boy Sammy does. Uh, but Sammy hasn't really Being come tangible. through on that whole upside thing. Uh, maybe that's because of Adam Gase, but, you know, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, uh, I think I, I might take, I might not take Gardner at this moment because he's not going to get us the number one pick. He'd get us, like, the number four <laughs> pick. You know, oh. like, he, he'd, he'd put the Jets to, like, you know, not, like, 3 and 13, but, or, like, you know, 2 and 14, but probably, like, five and 11 or something something like not respectable but approaching respectable uh but anyway if i were actually trying to succeed which obviously the jets aren't at the moment um i would take gardner yeah i'm surprised you gave the jets three wins this year that's shocking i know no that's why i corrected the two and 14 i i think doing i i think i would be surprised if the jets or giants have more than three wins yeah me too yeah hurts all right, Sam Darnold <laughs> versus Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, this is easy. Like, obviously, Jimmy has a better cast around easy. him. But, like, I don't think Jimmy is amazing, but he's definitely solid. I mean, he had, like, almost a 70% completion percentage last year. Two to one on TDs to ints. Like, he's not amazing, but he's definitely, like, a solid quarterback. He's someone that a, a good team can have and can rely on, you know, through the playoffs and such. And I don't think Sam Darnold is that at the moment. Um, even if it's a little unfair, given that Sam Darnold is such yeah. a, you know. But Jimmy just wins him. games. That's what he does. He just wins Jimmy games. Jimmy does. Jimmy does, yeah. Interesting one. <laughs> Sam yeah. Darnold versus probably a peer, Jason, Jameis Winston. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Sam on this one. Like, I feel like we were waiting for Jameis to grow out of throwing, like, a bunch of picks. And uh, spoilers, he, he didn't really grow out of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm going to say that Sam still maybe has time if he doesn't, you know, keep getting mono or stuff like that. You know, maybe he'll have some time to, you know, not throw interceptions. Um, I, I, I still think Jameis is worth a team taking – like, I think after the season, if I were a team that was really looking for a QB and didn't have the the spot in the draft to get 
Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. I would consider Jameis. Um, but I think Sam is a little bit more upside at the moment. Yeah. Poor Jameis. I wonder who's going to yeah. take him. Yeah. Somebody's got to. <laughs> Ooh. That's true. That's true. Someone's got it. Interesting one. We have Sam Darnold or Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I'm, I'm gonna again. I'm gonna go with Sam. That's two in a row with Sam, and the reason is that he's not Mitch Trubisky. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, I feel a little bit bad for Mitch. Like his sophomore season was pretty solid, to be honest, and he just has never escaped the hate. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it remains that like the Bears are a pretty good team. <clears throat> Um, the Bears, like, aren't they? They're three and one at the moment. Is that correct? Uh, despite the fact that they've been cycling through quarterbacks, you know, yep, and that they, they abandoned mm-hmm. Mitch at some point and went to Nick Foles, never realized Nick Foles wasn't good enough. Like, the Bears are still a pretty good team outside of that. So uh, I think that if Sam was in that situation, I think I think he would be the Bears' starting quarterback at the moment. Yeah, for sure. I I feel like even at Sam's worst, I would still take him over Mitch Trubisky right now. Yeah. I, I mean, wow. it's I feel like that's it's so disrespectful to Trubisky because he was a Pro Bowler at some point in his career. He um, was, but I just feel like he just so, looks so shaken when he plays. That it'd be I know hard for he, me to. He feels. He's yeah, he, feels he just like feels. Wrong. He just feels broken. Like it just. No. It feels like there's something wrong with him mentally when it comes to playing football. Like he just. He's like lost all confidence and. He just feels destined to be at yeah. best mediocre or bad. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like the people have willed that, and I don't know if he's going to overcome it. Yeah, I, I think it'd be hard for him to anyway, break that narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of the two worst, or definitely the two worst teams in the league, uh, the quarterbacks, <laughs> Sam Darnold or Daniel Jones? And I'm going to defy all expectations and pick Sam a third time in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, I, honestly, at the at like the beginning of the season, I may have said Daniel Jones, I think. Like, obviously, um, Sam Darnold's season last year was abbreviated, but Daniel Jones looked pretty good last year. Um, and obviously, we've, we're only through four games, you know. I don't know how much you can conclude, but Daniel Jones has looked bad. He has looked <laughs> like he's regressed, to be honest. Um, and I, I think he's in a better situation in terms of, like, I think Joe Judge or Pat Shermer, like, both better coaches than Adam Gase. Um, so the fact that Daniel Jones is looking like he's gotten worse in his second year... Um, and maybe that's because, you know, they've had to lean on him because, you know, Saquon, rip Saquon. Um, but it, it has not been not been a good showing thus far for Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah I would. Do I grade him? I'm going to grade him as well. Yeah. I would say yeah. you got four out of five. And I definitely would have picked hey. Daniel Jones, but I'm a homer. So <laughs> I would have picked my own team instead of Classic. Sam Darnold. <laughs> I'm not a huge Sam Darnold fan. Uh, I do agree Daniel Jones does look worse, though. And I feel like the Giants, they don't, they're like trying to be too blue collar with the players that they put around mm. of guys who just like are physical, you could say, but aren't very good <laughs> <laughs> overall. He, he did lose Saquon, though. It's hard to. I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the Jets never had yeah, Saquon. Yeah, but you know what? Lady on Bell. But I mean, yeah. you know what? You know the whole Saquon thing, though, is that would you rather they have got Saquon or drafted Lamar Jackson? I mean,. I mean, obviously, like, <laughs> yeah, obviously, like, it just feels like they just, Lamar. they didn't, I mean, they didn't look hard enough when they were, when they were putting together the team is what I'm saying. But um, at the time, I feel like Saquon was the natural pick. I don't totally fault the I Giants disagree. for that. I Actually, yeah, that's a separate yeah. discussion. A lot of people yeah. say don't even bother drafting a running back in the first round because it's just not. That's true. Let alone, they took him second. Yeah. 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 Is, I don't know. yeah. Is that the, that's gotta be the earliest running back's been taken in a long time. 
correct? Mm-hmm. Probably like, a long time, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, I can't fact check that right now. But, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone, I believe that's true. Someone tell me. <laughs> Real quick. That's too. the yeah. It's the highest someone's drafted a running back since uh, 1968. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a week five quarterback power rankings that had Nick Mullins ahead of Sam Darnold. <laughs> I was like, that's so disrespectful. Dang, that's brutal. Nick Mullins looked Oof. terrible. That is so yeah. disrespectful to Sam Darnold. Yeah. He, yeah. he looks so bad on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, man. Poor Sammy. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> okay. Resign Kaepernick. Yeah. yeah honestly, though. <laughs> but again, we're not trying to win, so, I, you know. <laughs> but yeah we're, we're gonna move on to uh uh to bart and I, I know you've said some things about kirk cousins in the past um <laughs> some would say you have hyped him up um, but... i have <laughs> i have plenty i could say in defense but it's fine there's another time for that <laughs> but anyway we're gonna start with uh bart if you had kirk cousins or philip rivers who'd you take so this one honestly gives me a little bit of trouble um mm. i my heart wants to say rivers i love him um, yeah. I'm very happy for him being being good on the Colts and, and them succeeding, but I got to take Cousins. Rivers has not been extraordinary this year, and honestly, if the roles were reversed and Cousins had a basically the best defense in the league and Rivers was on the worst or paired with the worst defense in the league, I think Cousins would be having a much better season uh, than mm. Rivers is. So I'm going to take Kirk. Mm. Wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, moving on to two quarterbacks so i kind of get confused sometimes um kirk cousins and ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Who <you> yeah <laughs> they are they are very similar and uh I, yeah i think i think i have to go with Tannehill. um Whoa. like even if you yeah. could somehow make the claim that Tannehill has like an equal um like core of skill players which he absolutely doesn't the vikes are mm-hmm. definitely better there Tannehill's still been much better this season um he yeah i mean six to one He's yeah. barely making any mistakes. The Titans are winning, uh, which is probably the most important thing. I have to go with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, moving on, we're gonna we're gonna go to gonna start with going to some experienced QBs. Kirk versus Big Ben. What are you feeling? Yeah, this. I have to go with Big Ben. I think, even though he's so old, even though he's so old, <laughs> he's been really good this year. Uh, obviously, the Steelers are doing well. I mean, honestly, if you look at the numbers, like the touchdown, the interception ratios, yeah. the yards, the completion percentages, I think Kirk is not going to be able to compare to any of these guys this season. So I'm thinking about this season specifically based on how Big Ben has been playing. He's been better. Yeah. Um, and again, he's winning. Kirk is not. So I'm going to go with Big Ben. I know. If there's one constant in life, it's Big Ben winning. Like, it just, like has, has he had a losing season? I'm not <laughs> sure. Probably at some point. But... Nothing super significant. I feel like he's made the playoffs in an absurdly high number of years. Yeah. Anyway, you start as a rookie and yeah. go fifteen and one and win the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, that's, that's that's a pretty good pretty good beginning. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. as well. <laughs> Not as good as Kirk's beginning. If I if I you know <laughs> six now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> anyway. But <laughs> anyway, moving on to uh, we got our our boy COVID Cam. And uh, <laughs> versus Kirk Cousins, who are you taking? Yeah, so as a passer, I'm taking Kirk. Unfortunately, yeah. quarterbacking does involve a dual threat if you can do it, <laughs> and Cam is one of the best running quarterbacks in the league, if, if not ever, actually. Yeah. I mean, his, his touchdown interception ratio this year is weak, 2-2, two to two, right? I mean, that's, like, super yeah. bad. Yeah. But uh, he's put in four rushing touchdowns because the pass know how to yeah. use him. So this yeah. season, I think Cam has been quite good, um, better than Kirk. I'll, I'll take Cam. 
once again. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is oof. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bart, are you saying so far that the seventh, at least seventh, sixth, and fifth best quarterbacks in the league are Ryan Tannehill? <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I, I, I have they all broken this coming. coming? I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> I know, I know. We're, we're just my, really, really going in. This is my <laughs> response, first of all, is that the Vikes have been awful. Second of all, at the end of the season, yeah. if you ask me again, my answers will absolutely change. Because yeah. Kirk is going to be a lot better. The Vikes offense is going to be a lot better. But you're right. For now, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I asked for this. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll end the misery here. Uh, Kirk versus Drew. Drew Brees. Who's, who are you taking? Oh, I, I want to just spew vitriol and, and take Kirk here. Because screw the Saints. But no. I, I think even though Brees is old, even though he's declining, he's still been better this year. Yeah. He's still been better. And that's without Michael Thomas. I mean, yeah. like... I alluded to this earlier. Kirk has Justin Jefferson now, who's been really good. He's got Adam Thielen, obviously, and he's got Dalvin. Uh, Drew Brees has been had fewer weapons, but he's put up more yards. He's completed more of his passes. He's got more touchdowns. Yeah. Par for the course with the other options as well. I'm taking Drew Brees. Yeah. Unfortunately. Okay. 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 I'm now gonna put your scantron um, <laughs> through the <laughs> through through our answer keys. See, see what you got. <laughs> and it's five for five, Bart. I am I'm Ooh. with you on all of these. Wow. The the wow. only the only one I was taking was um Kirk or Phillip Rivers. I agree that thus far this season, all four of the other quarterbacks have been more valuable to their team, better leaders for their team. I think you're right that Cam is not as good a passer, but his his ability to run the ball and the fact that the Pats have used that have have made it more valuable. Big Ben and again it becomes a question of, you know, like long term would you rather kirk or drew Brees? but i don't know if like i don't know if kirk's gonna be the long-term answer for anyone at the moment anyways and i I think big ben and drew Brees have a a year or two left at most um and ryan Tannehill is a keeps proving himself as a consistent like Mm -hmm. again game manager a guy who can manage he's not gonna be a star he's like a he's like always gonna throw a touchdown or two like Honestly, though, 187 and not really yards. Mess up. No yeah, for, like that, that's exactly. who Ryan Tannehill is. He's, yeah. he's so funny. Yeah, he's not going to carry a team, but he's yeah. definitely he's not going to mess things up, and no, like that's sure. valuable that's if you're want, if you're though. the Isn't Titans in this want? case. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so. huge, we we just witnessed a huge reshuffling of the top eight, though. Uh, I, think so. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> that, this, this is very this is, a, this is dramatic. Yeah. Um, but, oh, but yeah, apparently, but. after four games in a season, uh, you just know everything about <laughs> a player. Today, I learned. But anyway, right. Bart, we're proud of your honor roll status. Mm-hmm. You can put that on your a bumper sticker, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. Thank you for agreeing with me, and thank you all for just roasting my take. <laughs> all right, moving on, last but not least. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, last but not least, let's move it to you, Lucas. Uh, your favorite quarterback, I'm sure Carson Wentz, has made a strong case for MVP this season, and I'm sure we will see that reflected. <laughs> I'm sure we'll see that reflected in your selection. So I've never seen off, anybody who thinks all of his receivers are ten feet tall. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, Carson versus Teddy B. Where are you taking? Carson every day. Teddy had a nice run with the Saints. He was okay with the Vikings. He's never led a team to win. Carson might be inconsistent, but on his day, he's a very, very good quarterback who at least has shown flashes of being able to put a team on his back like he did at the end of last year when everyone was injured and dragged them into the playoffs. And I don't think that's something Teddy B could ever do. Okay. All right. Um, We mentioned Nick Foles earlier. Who are you taking between Carson Wentz and his uh, earlier backup, Nick Foles? Easiest question. Nick Foles. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god! No, I genuinely like. Oh god! I think Nick Foles is a good quarterback, and I think if he can become the quarterback he is when he ever he plays for the Eagles and not for any other team, then he's a better overall quarterback than Carson Wentz. Like, look at his times with the Eagles. Stint one with the Eagles, he had the best touchdown to interception ratio in NFL history. Stint two, they won the Super Bowl. Like, uh, like if if he like Nick Foles' ceiling. Honestly, this is a it's kind of a ridiculous take, but I think Nick Foles' ceiling, like if you look at his Eagles time, is higher than Carson Wentz's. So like, maybe is he the better quarterback? Like in their current situations, no. But I think there is a potential for Nick Foles to be a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. And I'll stand by that. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Next up, um, the, obviously the Browns have been doing well. Baker has had a bit of a resurgence. Who are you taking between Carson Wentz and Baker Mayfield? I'm going to go with Carson on this one. I think on his day, he's a better quarterback than Mayfield. I think he, his body, his game is more built for the NFL. He's more of a dual threat. I think Baker is having a benefiting from having a fantastic and talented team around him. But And everyone on the Eagles is always hurt around Carson. So, like, he hasn't been great, including but Carson. he also doesn't have... Yeah, including Carson. So, like, <laughs> he doesn't have help around him, and I think... If you, like, put them into a similarly talented team, I think Wentz is a better quarterback in that team. Okay. Um, moving on, second to last, who are you taking between Carson Wentz and the Lions star quarterback, Matthew Stafford? I'm going to take Matt Stafford. I think he's a better, <laughs> more con- I think he's a better, I- more consistent version of what Wentz can be. I was so ready to jump in there if you were not going to pick Matthew Stafford. I, know, no, I, know. I, I think I know. I joked that the Foles one is the easiest, but I think this one might actually be the easiest. Like I think I think Stafford is like a better version of what Carson Wentz could be. If Matthew, like, good. I, I mean, he has better arm strength than Wentz does. He, you don't have quite the dual threat you do with Wentz, but I think Stafford is far and away a better quarterback than Carson Wentz is. If Stafford was on any other team outside of Detroit, he would he would run the league. <laughs> I, I, he, he's so good. He's so oh good. My I won't go that. Far, no, I would. I would. A good quarterback. He, he should have. He should have a Super Bowl. He should have an MVP. I think he's that good. <laughs> okay, okay. That's a spicy take. Yeah, that's, that's a spicy, spicy take. I think it's yeah. a separate I think, discussion. I think, I think a lot of people would agree with me. No, I agree. He's very, let us know in the comments. Yeah, let us know. But, yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. I dare you. That, that, first, that one person who's out there, I hope they're watching. I'm going to And it's Matthew Stafford. Uh, yeah. Anyways, last up, who are you taking between Carson Wentz and the Cardinals' young, blooming quarterback, Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray. Uh, all day. I think he's younger, more talented, can make bigger plays than Carson can. He's a little bit less mistake prone. If you're comparing Wentz at his peak in 2017, I'd maybe pick Wentz. But I think if you're talking like right now, who is the better quarterback? I'm taking Kyler Murray. All right. So let's see here. I need a count. You got. You answered Wentz as two of them, so you got two wrong. <laughs> I don't think he's better than any of these quarterbacks. Wow. Uh, really? This season, he's been absolutely god awful. That's um, true. If we're talking nah. specifically right now, I think Teddy B has actually done a pretty solid job trying to lead the Panthers. Carson Wentz. Okay, none of these quarterbacks have thrown more interceptions than touchdowns, except for Carson Wentz. None of these quarterbacks have taken double digit sacks. Carson Wentz has taken 14. Okay, just, his offensive line is uh, like it is, Swiss but a cheese. Lot of it, it is. Also, a lot of it you have to credit the quarterback for holding the ball. To oh him. no, no, I'm no, I'm no big fan of Carson Wentz. Believe me, I agree. <laughs> uh, no. he's. I don't know, and, and PFF will back me up on this. 
Davis, they have him <laughs> awfully at 51.5, which is nowhere near any of the other quarterbacks. Um, I'm sorry. I give you I give you a three out of five. Are we okay. are we doing Carson Wentz versus Kirk Cousins? <laughs> Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. I'm just, that was I'm, just th- I'm just throwing it out there. Easy Kirk, Cousins, Kirk Cousins. I know we're not a fan of any of our own quarterbacks right now. I think this is <laughs> yeah, a tough year for us. But actually, can I just say one more thing? No. Kirk, Kirk is graded higher than every other quarterback that uh, he was compared to in this episode. I just want to say that uh, he's going to bounce back. I, he is not having as bad of a season him? as it seems. Bart, then why did you take him? Yeah. Because the because the have grades you are wrong. Statistic. So <laughs> based on the numbers, but it's like you know, there's more to it yeah. than just that. There's I thought I Bart, Bart, you made the teacher happy, and that's what matters. <laughs> I, you know? You're right. I so. thought Kirk Cousins' list was disrespectful when I when Jared first showed it to me. I thought that, that this is we we moved some stuff around. I thought it was pretty much disrespectful all the way through. But <laughs> those I mean, are good, well, Drew Brees. <laughs> Cam Newton. Sure, those are, Cam Newton, those are good comparisons. Yeah, but I feel like Philip Rivers. So is Philip. I think they're all great comparisons. Yeah. Anyway. Wait, Philip Rivers is disrespectful to who? Kirk Cousins. Oh, oh okay. That's okay. that's sweet of you. you wow. yeah. <laughs> Philip Rivers is number nine on a list of top eight. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's gonna wrap up the show. We are just about done. Go ahead and like, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Hit us up. Oh, follow us on Spotify as well. We do do that. Um, and that is going to do it all. Until next week, thank you.